From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. It's Tapped In. I'm Jordan Lee from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, and I've kicked Piet Levy out of the studio this week because we've got too much awesomeness to talk about. I've got Ellie Jackson and Olivia Doyle in studio with me today, and they run FemFest. Welcome to 88.9. Thank you. So nice to have you guys here. That was nice and unison. <laughs> that was perfect. So FemFest right around the corner. In fact, this year, May 27th through June 3rd, a wide variety of creative arts on display mm-hmm. and experiences all over the city of Milwaukee. I thought maybe in part one here, we could just get into the just the range of creativity that you have programmed this year at the festival, starting on the 27th with comedy. Yeah, so the 27th um, is our comedy keg stand-up at Lakefront Brewery, um, and it features a really diverse lineup of um, female comedians. We're really excited. We also have a spoken word in the mix, which kind of directly relates to comedy in the sense that, you know, when you're putting together stand-up, you're trying to present words in such a way that are entertaining. But spoken word at uh, Rise and Grind, this is a new thing for you guys this year in the programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the past, we tried to integrate spoken word into live performance. And this year, we decided to have it stand alone because it can stand alone. Right. And people tend to show up ready to listen. So spoken word is on Monday, the 28th. Now, film has... Uh, I feel like you guys have dabbled into film in the past, but this year you've really taken it to a whole new level for the festival. On uh, the 29th, uh, tell us about the film programming that you've put together this year. Right. So last year um, we did it at Company and it was a small, um, it was a part of a different day. And this year we decided, again, like the spoken word, to give it its own time, its own platform. Um, and that's at Microlight Cinema on the 30th, 29th. 29th, yeah. So uh, moving into the 30th, uh, visual art has always had a place in FemFest. But this year, there's kind of a more immersive experience as you can really kind of go all over River West to experience art at FemFest this year. Yeah, um, we're really excited. Um, since we moved the festival to the spring, there's an opportunity to do a gallery walk like the River West Gallery Walk. Um, so we have five different locations all around River West. And I also think, you know, we'd be remiss if... If we didn't talk about the music that you've programmed this year, that kind of is the core of the festival. And and for us, you know, here at 88.9, music is the way we get people in. We want to try to like, I always say it's like the carrot we dangle at their mm-hmm. face to kind of get them in to learn something new. Um, but the, the variety of music you have programmed this year is incredible. And, and a wide variety of venues, pretty much, I think almost every place you can think of performing in River West, you guys have <laughs> something programmed this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have a really diverse lineup of music this year. Um, we got over like 90 applications and I think we only refused like 10 of them. That's maybe. excellent. Yeah. There's and- just so much talent. It's almost impossible <clears throat> not to have this festival last all the days that it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of new bands this year that have never played FemFest before. So we're really excited about that as well. So if folks are hearing about this and they want to know more about what's going on, I want to make sure that we're definitely letting people know there's a lot of programming here. It's a full week. So what's the best place to go and and get the information we want? Um, So you can go right to our website, which is rwfemfest.com. You can look us up on Facebook uh, for River West FemFest. And we also have... um, Facebook events made for all of the individual events as well. Excellent. So very exciting. Coming up next on the podcast, I'm going to ask Ellie and Olivia a little bit about their intentions, the history of the festival, and some of their favorite picks for this year's FemFest. You don't want to go anywhere. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Pride, pride, pride. 
We're back. It's Tapped In. I'm Jordan. No Piet this week because I've got Ellie Jackson and Olivia Doyle from FemFest joining me. Uh, you know, ladies, we thought it would be very, very smart for uh us to bring you into the fold because Pia and I have covered the festival every year on this segment but the reality of the situation is you are behind you're under the hood you're behind the scenes you're making this happen and I've speculated your intentions in the past on the air but that's not fair you need to tell us and we want to hear it directly from the source so I thought maybe we could rewind let's go back maybe four plus years ago and talk about the initial concept and inception of FemFest like what was that very beginning that that first evening that first day conversation it's like we're going to do this. We're going to turn this into a festival. <laughs> um, well, actually, it, it was never intended to be a festival. Um, so I, I started it because I was living in Milwaukee and I wasn't really like doing anything. I had just moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, Where are you originally from? Well, I was living in Chicago okay. for three years before, but I'm from a small town by okay. Madison. Okay. So I like wasn't in school and I was feeling really unmotivated. Um and I eventually like started, we started having bands in our basement and that's how I got introduced to a lot of like, you know, people in the music scene in Milwaukee. And I was feeling really inspired by a few women like in particular. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have like an all, like all femme show just to like celebrate that. And honestly, my first idea was to just have it in my basement, sure. yeah. <laughs> like three bands in my basement. But at the time, Cocoon Room was a venue. Yes. So, and I knew the people who were running that. So I kind of like inserted myself into that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hey, like I want to do this show and I don't know exactly how many bands, but I, it could be a fundraiser for like some women's group in Milwaukee. That's like an obvious connection to me. Um, and they really went for it. And so that's that's how the first year started. Awesome. And then from there. Uh, OK, so the idea of a, a festival now we're mm-hmm. look, we're talking about a full <clears throat> week. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> almost every creative discipline you can think of. I mean, there's not much creative expression that is not represented in this year's festival. So how yeah. do you go from a basement show idea <laughs> to having film, <clears throat> comedy, spoken word, workshops? I, I mean, yeah. talk us through the, the behind the scenes processes that have evolved. Well, um, so during the first year, I asked um, Mary Joy, yep. who's in Foxface, mm-hmm. and Johanna Rose, obviously. Some um. <laughs> awesome, awesome human beings. Yeah, they're both incredible. So I asked them to start organizing with me the next year, and I think that that is kind of how it blew up. Also, um, Tyler from Walkie Record has yes. always been super supportive, and I think that helped a lot. Um, even, like, the first year he wrote about it, so... I think there's like some press and like adding more people to the organizing team is really what how ha- like helped it blow up. And then when did Ellie get into the mix here? Ellie started last year. Okay. Last so year was my first year. Bring us into like your background and kind of uh, did you experience the festival before you were a part of it? Yeah. So I attended year two. So okay. it had moved out of Cocoon Room yep. and I attended when I was at Company Brewing and it felt so amazing to be in this space with so many people that were there with the same intention to mm-hmm. celebrate women and femmes in art. Um, and not as like the charity aspect necessarily, right. but just because it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt really empowering to me. And um, I wanted to help. And I think when you're, we're all volunteer run, we're all volunteers. So when somebody comes and doesn't go away and says they want to help and then just keeps helping, <laughs> that, that was how I got in. Yeah. <laughs> And then also two years ago when I joined, we started an application process, not to make it more exclusive, but to have it be less like our friends and friends of friends. Cool. 
Um, and I think that's also been a like a very explosive aspect because people share and then we have bands coming from across the Midwest and across the country and even within Milwaukee that we have never heard of that seemingly come out of the woodwork except they're totally around all the time. Right. I mean, <laughs> we've talked about this for years and it's not really a secret if you live in the city of Milwaukee that there are silos. There's these invisible little pockets that they have defined territorial and social frameworks that people... I guess don't always feel like they have the permission maybe to walk outside of those silos. And I, my view as an outsider is that that process, you've given them the permission. You said we, we accept that we don't know everything that's going on in every corner of the city, but we implore you to try to let us know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And we said earlier that, I mean, of the, you know, almost 100 applicants, you guys have like hit almost every single applicant has found a way to be a part of this festival this year. Yeah. So I also want to ask you about the, the diversity of again creative disciplines um doing a film fest that's a lot of work doing a comedy festival that's a lot of work doing a music festival that's a lot of work these things exist in our city already and there are organizations who have a lot of people and a lot of support (laughs) to put those things together but y'all have figured out a way to do this diy (laughs) volunteer driven and Mm -hmm. tick so many different boxes do you find that you have to bring more allies to the table to make sure that the, you know, diversity of programming is is working? <laughs> yes, totally. That's a, a huge head nod. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this year we actually, um, we've expanded our organizing team a mm-hmm. lot. So, um, for instance, like our gallery team is kind of... Um, Headed by this woman, um, her name's Sarah Sutterfield. She was one of the three that curated the one gallery we had last year. Yeah. Um, the other two have moved to New York, so they're not involved anymore. But she's kind of overlooking it. And then there are two people curating each of the five galleries. So it gives people more of a chance to get involved. And then it helps, like, everyone kind of... Um, you know, disperse their responsibilities. Um, the workshops have their own team. The film um, fest is organized by Naomi Chirsty and Grace, uh, Grace Mitchell. Um, the comedy was curated by Caitlin McCarthy, who participated last year. Yeah. So it's a lot of people who have been involved in some way before and now are stepping up to help us organize, which is awesome. It's exactly mm-hmm. the way that it should be. And on the music side of things, um, we brought in DJ Drip Sweat. Love trips. Yes. I know we do too. Gosh, she's incredible. she's incredible. <laughs> and she, you know, the same way I got involved, I guess you get asked and then just kind of step up to the plate and right. she's just knocked it out of the park. And so there's, there's sort of curated DJ sets throughout the whole festival. So if it's brunch at company on yep. Sunday, there's a chill DJ. If it's mad planet after the, the bill's done, there's a pumped up action, you know, dancey yeah, yeah. DJ and she's, she's been a great ally. So with all the selection, with with a full poster, with days and days and days and days of stuff, I was hoping each of you could answer the question for me. What are you most personally excited about this year? I know you got to I'm not telling you all of the babies are beautiful. You got to love all your kids. But if you had to just say, I'm going to just put a little star on this one because I'm personally excited about it. What would you pick this year? I really love how on the same bill, there can be like an acapella group and a a teenage punk rock group and like a hip hop group and some sort of mellow experimental music. So I'm the most excited about, I think, Saturday and Sunday of the festival because we get to line up all of those different bands together back to back. Um, I just love that kind of audio diversity. 
so I this is I'm a little personally invested in yeah. one of our performers this year. Um, her name is Rain Stern, and she's out of Madison, but she actually grew up in the same thousand um, people town that I grew up in. So I'm really excited to have someone from my hometown involved this year. She's super talented. That's exciting. But there's so much. That's a yeah, hard that, question. Yeah, there's no, so much. I, I know that. I know that. And, and again, the breadth, the breadth of, of the work is wide, and the diversity of the programming is deep. And we talked about this, too, when we were getting ready for the segment. I mean, diversity is not just ticking one or two boxes. There's so many different identifiers, and there's mm-hmm. so many different levels of creativity that you guys have put together for this. It's just exciting to me to see. I guess my final question I want to ask is now that this has evolved and now that it has become what it is, if you have hopes and and aspirations for someone like myself to say like, I'm a Milwaukeean, I'm a dad, you know, I'm a active member of the community. And, and what would you hope that maybe someone like myself takes away from the experience of going to the festival? Um, well, similar to that feeling I had a couple of years ago when I first went in, I would hope that people come and feel really empowered and feel really invited and welcome. Um, and then also just blown away by the talent yes. that shows up um, because it's really incredible. Um, and people, for the most part, you know, we're able to um, reimburse people for their travel because people are coming from out of town. But for the most part, everybody that comes is doing it as a celebration. Mm. Um, and you can tell, you can feel that when you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess that I like through throughout the last four years, like I just want people to feel as like empowered and inspired as as I did initially. Like that's for me, that's the whole point of the of the whole festival. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for the work. I understand what it's like. It's hard to volunteer. It's, it takes passion to get people excited and involved. So mm-hmm. kudos to you guys and the whole team for putting this together. And uh, we're just excited to be a part of it. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. You can subscribe to our podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next time for Tapped In. Tapped in.